five, four, three, two, one. Energize episode 12. We are back. And what a week it was, Barry. What a week. What a week. Uh, today, we're actually going to discuss everything that happened this week. First of all, that press conference world tour, Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. Uh, headline mania, you could call it that. Uh, also, we're going to discuss all the UFC events, what happened in Scotland, what's coming up next week in UFC New York. Uh, also, we're at Longitude this weekend, and it was ridiculously good. And also, today, we had a huge meeting with Air Sport involving the show, how we could take it a step further. So we're going to tell you how that went as well. But we cannot kick off the show without discussing what happened on Longitude, man. Ross, give us the deets. All right, I might as well bring back to start. Um, yet again, Seifer Dunman, absolute ace in the hole that he is, running around, making sure all the lads have tickets. Uh, is, that, is that like three or four in a row? I don't know what it is, but like, in fairness, we'd be lost without the fella. Yeah. He, he loves doing it as well, as much as he likes him own about it. He loves actually doing it. Yeah. Uh, Steve, big shout out. You're always sorting the lads out. Uh, I suppose... Let me see... It was Saturday, we went Saturday, yeah, so, yeah. uh, went up Bruce for a few drinks, one of the lads, um, we're there for hours, uh, I don't know why we went there, because like, the furthest yeah. point away from Longitude, yeah. but it was such a, like, it was such a, like, nice day, and yeah. it was, anyway, we went up there, good few drinks into us, got a taxi to Marley Park from Hout, 73 euros later, uh, very cheap though, yeah, uh, <laughs> although there was five of us, wasn't it? So it wasn't too bad. It was like just yeah. over ten or man. Yeah. So it wasn't the worst tax in the world. Uh, so so we got there around five o'clock. Had a few scoops. We we're around Castle Cardi in the Three Arena area. We were, it was actually funny as we were going in, like people were stopping us and we were getting photos and we we're meeting people. Uh, I know I actually met one or two people without you and like they were giving out saying where were you, but when you're at a festival, you do get like a bit lost by yourself yeah. at some stage. It's cool actually, like putting faces to the to the handles, to the names, to the messages. Yeah, uh, it's actually like we really appreciate it, and uh, it just encourages us to keep going. Yeah, look, we always like meeting people that like we do know, and like that we only know from the Instagram, and it, it was just a good buzz, and everyone's everyone's loving it at the festival. Yeah, and uh, like a few people were saying, like they'd like to do their own thing off you know their social media base and so that and I was like yeah just have to put yourself out there and do it yeah. you can't like say oh I'll do it next week because you're yeah, never going to do it so yeah. you have to although it is a lot easier for us it is a lot easier for us because we're both doing it yeah so if, like if I feel off or you feel off do you, the other person pick yeah, up slack yeah well um, it's like yeah, we're, we're doing it so get over it yeah no uh, very energised yeah so we saw Sketa we saw The weekend. Uh, I'm sure we saw a few other like random DJs who I don't know their names but it was actually deadly crack uh, love going to it um, yeah, the whole atmosphere we love the is festival great. Balls, don't we? Yeah, the whole atmosphere is great. There's nothing better than like putting on some stupid outfit, putting on a pair of shades, talking absolute shit to everybody. But everyone's on the same level as you. They're all like so happy in the sun because like Dublin, Ireland is a different. It's a different place when it's sunny. Yeah, everyone's so much happier, and everyone's on a, a serious buzz. Yeah. And even even the girls love wearing all the uh, putting yeah. all the gl- glitter, getting glammed up. Yeah, like, they love know? putting all the face paint on and all yeah. that. Uh, uh, no, everyone looks great at the festivals, don't yeah. they? Yeah, and like there's so many <laughs> lot, uh, there was actually a few funny lads walking around with like no tops on, but they had like the biggest beater tan I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. It was it was funny crack. Joe, Joe was actually funny. I was looking today that like our picture was actually trending at Longitude. Oh, was it? Yeah, that's about like six or seven photographs in a row that were actually trending at the event. Ah, oh, sure look. Very energised. It is very us. It um, is very us. And the picture was terrible as well. We should have yeah, got one no, walking straight in. Oh, I think I was one of the most drunk I've ever been in that photo. But sure. Yeah, but you were still standing. So uh. Yeah, uh, look, 
we ended up leaving. We had to walk to get to Lewis. Oh, and like, to honest, it was all a bit of a blur. And I actually can't remember how long that walk is. But it felt like it was long enough walk. Although I think you kept stopping. Yeah, no, for a taxi. yeah, it was about 20 minutes. Yeah, I'd say it was around 20. Yeah, so we got to Lewis. Lewis in the town. Uh, into well, Crystal. That Lewis was crazy as well. Yeah, apparently it was like free and before 12 o'clock. Um, we arrived there at 11.59. Yeah, got uh, in. Um, yeah, there was sing song on the Lewis on the way. And then we got in there and continued to be looser than ever. Yeah. In fact, I was actually so drunk when I got home and took the dog for a walk. Because I didn't know what I was doing. But <laughs> the Pete loves going for the late night walks anyway. Or the early morning walks, whatever way you want to look at it. I think it was before 6 o'clock, so we say late night. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It was what it was, but sure. No yeah. harm done. Yeah, we actually ran into Keen Cowley as well there. Uh who actually trains out of SPG and uh, really nice fella, really well, yeah. tall. What a sound lad! Yeah, um, sound lad. Yeah, he's really big for his weight class. So like, we're expecting big things out of him, and yeah, he's a nice fella. So yeah, hopefully he'll be on that Bama Bellator card yeah. in November, where James Gallagher is actually headlining. So uh, yeah, we're excited to see that. Yeah, we're we're definitely going to that as well. Yeah, yeah, we'll be there. Very us. Uh, so overall, a great weekend, and that's not yeah. a pun on the weekend. He's, um, a, he's actually killing it, by the way, isn't he? He was, like, r- randomly, like, strong around pubs and Dublin today. Yeah? Yeah. See, ever since he shaved his head, I don't know how long his hair is now, but he doesn't look the same. Remember he had that huge... Yeah, like, but, he, yeah, but he doesn't wear normal clothes. Like, he'd be very recognisable. Yeah, I'd say he walks yeah. around with, like, five grand shoes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like, a flashy fella, isn't he? Yeah. He's going out with... Who's going out with one of them Hadid sisters? I haven't a clue who he goes out with, to be honest. Well, they're, like, unbelievable. But anyway, what a, what a festival, right? And... We we were gonna go on Sunday to Longitude. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't go because we had this big meeting with Air on Monday and like which is today, which is today. So like we we didn't want to be hungover. We had to take this stuff seriously because uh, yeah, but the eight a.m. meeting. Yeah, like think yeah eight a.m. meeting. Things are getting serious between what we're doing and what's happening online. And uh, if you don't take stuff serious, if you don't put yourself out there and take it serious, you're not gonna be treated seriously. Yeah. So uh, we had a meeting at eight a.m. this morning in Air Support. Uh, we went in and discussed. What how we were doing, what we could do with them, and mm. what we could, should, and uh, possibly will do. So, uh, do you want to take it over? Yeah, yeah, we, we sort of just went back and forth. We told them how we came about, um, what our goals are, and like what makes us different to everyone else. And then, like, basically, they want us to put it down on paper, and then we're we'll have a sort of back and forth to see what we can both do to provide content for them and us to, yeah, for, for us both to grow, really. Yeah, you see, the thing is, what me and Ross are doing now. It's not really an MMA show. It's not really like a football show. It's not really a rugby show. It's more of like a sports entertainment show. For yeah. just to describe it to a T, what I think. Now you listen to yourself. You might think it's more of an MMA show. You might think it's more mm. of an entertainment show. If you were going to nutshell what Energized is, like definitely send us a message. Let us know exactly what you think because we have to send an email to Gordon who we met today, mm. as in and like put it in like half a page long exactly what we are and what we can do yeah in, in my opinion it's more so I like the way our show is more casual it's not you know we don't read off those stats it's not yeah. like um, I was watching this thing with my dad today and I was he was asking me how the meeting went and it was like Robbie Keane scoring 100 goals in the Premier League I think he scored 126 anyway and he, he was like <laughs> my dad was sort of he didn't really get what we do and he was, was sort of going back and forth and I was like our thing isn't like do you remember when Robbie Keane scored on the 12th September for Aston Villa yeah. in 2005? It was more so, like, do you remember that time Robbie Keane scored against Jeremy and was an iconic goal? It's, like, more so what the casual people remember forever. And, like, it's all about, like, supporting our own and, you know, 
good that's memories thing, yeah. for sports. Yeah. And that's that's what we're more about. We're not like Mr. Mi- Mr. and Mr. Fact. Yeah. I, th- I think what we're missing out on is like we haven't got a big following on Facebook. Yeah. Where like the older people and the people that would be in charge of these companies would be on and be able to see it easier. Like the likes yeah. of Al Forney would have like a massive following over like 100,000 at least. Yeah. Or probably over 200,000 on Facebook. Whereas he's like constantly on your news feed whereas mm. like the way the algorithms work on Facebook like they want you to pay in order to get seen more and in fairness like we're doing way better on Instagram so we're like like directly focused on that because like whatever yeah. you're doing the best on stay on yeah, that it's the best platform to go back and forth with people on as well in my opinion and like people are more carefree to like write a comment or say something on Instagram as opposed to like Facebook it's it's almost like writing some letter yeah it's more uh, I don't feel it's a bit more negative on Facebook yeah yeah, no, it, yeah it's way more friendly uh, app Instagram, like it's sort of like if, if mm. like if, in fairness, like we follow so many people and like we see so many people trying to grow their brand in a way, whatever they're doing, whether it be gym, people like the, the amount of people that we follow that are doing all these body transformations and the progress they've done is unbelievable. Mm. And we've been following them for so long, you can see it, and you actually almost even you mm. feel like you know them. It's mm. it's strange, but like they obviously see us growing, us doing like putting in the work because mm, yeah. you can see who puts in the hard work ra- rather than the people that you follow who are just doing it for like just pure gluttony and just to be yeah and like the people who do like sort of Instagram stories for like two days they'll be talking to the camera four hours one day and then like you don't hear from them for two months yeah. you know what I mean like that's it's like, more like we're trying to make a career out of this we're not trying yeah, to be there's no like, stop and start with us you know yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. constant go and we, we've all accepted we're not going to be our money models so yeah. we may as well be uh, brown brown <laughs> brown bag models <laughs> <laughs> yeah we might as well use our voices because like we're not that irritating very us yeah, so I think I really see. I think the meeting went actually quite well. His name yeah. is Gordon. We met him. Uh, he's actually been following us for a while, and uh, he just wants us to nutshell exactly what we're doing. But yeah, uh, I'm what we're looking to get yeah, out of it. Yeah, I think either way, no matter how it goes, he was sort of like, "We'll see you for a match." I think realistic we are. They have, they have the platform that could push us on further, and I think like realistically, we're probably the fastest growing Irish podcast, definitely on Instagram. Yeah, and like given a slight push, I think. Uh, we could reach a huge, a huge audience because, like, realistically, anyone who's Irish, anyone who's interested in the Irish, uh, I mean, like, we're the we're the only real podcast really pushing all these people, especially like Mikey Conlon, uh, Katie Taylor, like the Irish football team, the Irish rugby team. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're a very much home brand. Yeah, it's cool. Though. I I love it. Like, I'm watching yeah. from watching. Yeah, but it also makes you get that extra interest in all these people. Like, yeah. you make sure you know when they're fighting. You make sure to see their fight, or yeah. you make sure. You're watching the Irish rugby team. And you're making sure you know who's coming up next, and you're 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 looking into things that bit more in depth. But like you enjoy doing it as well, and you make That's sure you, you make thing, sure yeah. you get to the games and stuff like that. Now, like I know we went to a lot of Leinster games uh, last year, but like it won't be probably as easy to go to like every single uh, yeah. pro. I think it's going to be Pro 14 next year, but like. Uh, that's just the way it works but we always make sure we get to as many games as we can and as our time goes on like we're going to have to be like you know, going to more events so we'll have to probably like chop and change in between sports but at, at, the, at the end of the day like we're going to try our hardest to get yeah. to as many things as we can yeah. and like we enjoy doing yeah. it like we don't have the blueprint we're just trying to create our own blueprint and uh, so far it's going well but uh we know we're trying to get we're trying to get guests on the show, but the thing is like it, like this yeah this is an excuse, but the thing is, it's not all like we're like we're ready for it. We just haven't hit it yet. You yeah. Know I mean? So once that happens, we'll have everyone on the show. Don't worry about that. I think we're going to move on to the world's biggest press tour: Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. Uh, 
overall like one amazing tour the amount of like the amount of uh, people actually hit our page from the promotion of it was unbelievable. So I think we should bring it back to the very, very start. Day one. LA. LA. Okay. Okay, let me just ask you first. What 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 were you expecting before the spectacle happened? Like, what what, what was... What, what did you foresee was going to happen? And did that actually happen? Did, well, first of all, it was, it was a press conference like no other. And it wasn't even a press conference. It was almost like a presidential election. It so. was, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, yeah. like, uh, they were like, oh, no, this boxing press conference is different. I was like, I've seen boxing press conferences. You have, like, the two fours stand up there, or sit up there, and then you have about six other people who you don't know their name, and yeah. they all want a speech as well. <laughs> so, uh... I'll talk next. Yeah. So, Conor McGregor, like, comes up first, and he's sort of left dance on stage for about five minutes, yeah. and, like, it looks a bit slightly awkward, but he, obviously he pulls it off well, because he's got so much confidence. Yeah. Do you, th- um, do you think Showtime sort of, like... Yeah, they tried, they, they, tried, they tried to fuck him over yeah, first. They tried to put him in, like, a, as a deer in headlights, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they, they didn't mean? know what was going on. Yeah. So, McGregor rocks up. Um, rocks up. Dana White was there. And then... Why, just t- tell us about the suit. Just please. The, the, the suit. The first the first suit was just the blue suit, wasn't it? No, the first suit was the fuck you. Oh, was it? Yeah. All oh, right. They, they, see, they all like... Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 it was. It was yeah. four days in a row. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you were wearing this like black... Pinstroy suit and like he says it says fuck you on it but I seen him like that was some sort of joke yeah, I yeah. didn't actually say fuck you and then or I watched like Dana White's video of the first day press he goes oh my god it actually does say fuck you yeah, on it yeah, and, uh, yeah. um, the loosest man in the world like no <laughs> one else in the world can pull that off he's like an absolute fashionista but he's like whatever way he's like done himself like no one else can copy that style either no like no, no one, no, off. yeah, no one else can wear a fuck you suit. Yeah, no one else can wear any of the clobber he has. Yeah, like. yeah. It's just premium stuff. And look, he is the Mac life. Yeah. That's it. Um, so he was there on stage, right? Waiting. Yeah. He was waiting a while now for Mayweather. To yeah, come yeah. Out. it was probably only about five minutes, but it felt like ten minutes because yeah, yeah. there was no like microphone or anything. He was just left standing up there dancing. Yeah, like he was <laughs> he was buzzing around off it, but yeah. it wasn't exactly what I would call normal. So pulled it off quite well. Next though. time, like. Mayweather comes up with Leonard Ellerby and I think um, your man Espinosa, Stephen Espinosa comes up and yada yada yada. Um, about four people spoke who like no one cared about, including Stephen Espinosa. Like they all have such big egos that like yeah. have to get up in the microphone and be like yada yada yada. I said this. I said this. Like I, I I'm like helping book this fight and it's like look, everyone's real grateful you helped book the fight. Blah blah blah. No one knows the art. No one cares who you speak. Like, people are on there to see two people speak. One's called Conor McGregor, the other's called Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. And no one else wants to hear anyone yeah, speak. Yeah, but even look at Dana White. Dana White literally only said, like, introduced McGregor. He didn't say yeah. anything else. Yeah, no. That's, that's, that's the way you want to and see. And his ego is huge. It's bigger yeah. than his bank account. So, so, it starts off with Dana White, and he goes, The reigning, defending, 155-pound champion of the UFC, Conor McGregor. And it looks like he like over the four days, like I honestly thought Dana White was gonna have a heart attack yeah, instead. Yeah. He yeah. he really gave it socks, but like Bruce Buffer probably should have went with Conor McGregor. Maybe yeah. yeah um maybe yeah. Oh they should have gone Mike and Bruce Buffer. Yeah, that would have been funny. Yeah. They should be on the undercard. Yeah, um, go on, yeah, go on, go on. So anyway, McGregor gets up on stage and it was a bit awkward because you could tell he wasn't actually prepared to do a speech. Yeah, yeah he said that as well. Yeah, so uh, he didn't seem quite himself, but you know, he did a good job, he did a bit of back and forth, and he sort of, I would say he would probably, you know, burn 
Mayweather, a few more times, Mayweather burned him. Mayweather came out, um, Mayweather has to realise, he's the bad guy in this. People yeah. don't like Mayweather. And like, he comes out wearing the American flag, and he's just, he needs to realise, he's the bad guy, and it's fine to be the bad guy. Let everyone hate you, there's no problem. That, the way the way you're going to sell the most pay-per-views is, one guy's a good guy, one guy's the bad guy. Yeah, well, I, I think Mayweather tried to play it off as in like, I'm the boxer, he's the MMA guy. More, we're yeah, but he was also like, this is America, and I'm American, and you're the foreigner. Yeah. And yeah. like, that's not the way it works. Like, I know, yeah, I know, no matter yeah. where he goes, he's going to get the crowd on side. I know, yeah. He's yeah. too quick wit, he's too funny, he's also, Floyd Mayweather, for, for, for the first time ever, is fighting someone who could like, physically like, kill him if he wanted to. Yeah. And, um, and actually speak fluent yeah. English. Yeah, exactly. So, of anyone, no. Look, like, they, they had the back and forth. It was a bit awkward. Conor McGregor's mic got cut off while Floyd was talking. Yeah. Um, that That's just the way it went down. And it sort of leads us in Toronto. So, oh, yeah, 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 hold on. But we give that, we give that, that press conference a score. Alright, alright. You want to score the round? Yeah, we should score it, yeah. Like, to be honest, it could be a draw. But, yeah. like, you, you, I, I suppose, to be fair... I'll probably give it to Mayweather because McGregor got so put off and he like wasn't allowed to talk back. So like, I don't, I, you see the thing is right. I think the fact that like when when McGregor was on the mic, he did a really 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 good job, right? Mm. I, I give him I, like I don't know he was like typical McGregor, like eight point five to nine out of ten, right? But the thing that what actually like made everyone else think that Mayweather won is because. McGregor's mic was then cut off, and Mayweather just took ages and ages that like he was on, he was there for so long that everyone actually almost forgot what May, McGregor had said. You know well, I, mean? I just think Mayweather won that first one just due to the fact that they used so many tricks against McGregor that they almost won due to like they f- fucked McGregor over so much that I'd almost give that round to Mayweather. But like we lead on to, to like going on to Toronto, it yeah. was like. This was okay. In my opinion, this was the best press conference that. Why That yeah, but out of any press conference I've ever seen. Yeah. First of all, the the, the like the atmosphere was absolutely electric. Uh, it, like McGregor was like McGregor was absolutely spitting fire. Yeah. Was, when you start off the microphone, does this microphone work? And then he gets grabs the microphone and he goes, "Well, fuck this microphone." Yeah, yeah. I also felt like there was less Egypt's talking. Egypt's yeah. talking because your man, your man was getting booed off. Yeah, Espinosa was getting yeah, booed. and then like he called him a wee Espinosa yeah. weasel, yeah. and he was like, "Fuck the Mayweathers," and the amount of Irish people in Canada is frightening, yeah. and they yeah. all turned out for the press conference. Yeah, I think there was there was like couple of, like there was over ten thousand people at that press con- conference. Yeah, I think there was like seventeen thousand, suppose. Yeah, and some people couldn't even get in. And suppose uh, Shab was actually saying that it was it was raining there as well. Uh, I'm not surprised. During the day, it wasn't even that night. And look, this was the loosest press conference I've ever seen. Like, yeah, Conor McGregor saying "fuck the Mayweather's," and like, t- uh, like Floyd Mayweather, his trash talk game was so poor here. Yeah, he oh, was like, no. he was like, oh, I make big money, and then McGregor's like, you owe money, and he just got ruined. With no the matter bag. what he had, to bringing say. out the school bag and stuff. The school bag. He was like, you're Again. forty. Why do you have a school bag? Yeah. Um, I, I, you see, the thing is, I think the bad thing in McGregor, uh, sorry, Mayweather's camp, I think, was that. He thought that, uh, like he he was convinced that he won the first uh, the first day in press conference, right? And then he was like, right now it's gonna keep rolling like that. Yeah. Uh, but like, McGregor's bo- blood must have been boiling from that flight mm. to LA to Toronto. And then once yeah. he goes hand that microphone, found out it was working. It was just let loose, and it like it was like a waterfall of like, and pure m- fucking hatred. And uh, no matter what Mayweather said, McGregor had the answer. He's like, yeah. I'm maybe 40, but I look 20. And he's like, yeah, well, you act 10. Yeah. And no matter what he said, I thought, 
what were Mayweather's only good lines? He was like, Mayweather got abused when he got on the mic, yeah. and he needs to stop saying hard work because no one even says yeah. whatever he's meant to say back. I think dedication is up. Yeah, uh, and he always says yeah. I don't know what that's about either. I think that's that could, that could be like buying time, you know? Yeah, that? yeah. Because he, he does this thing where he like walks away and then comes yeah. back because like you probably think what to say. Yeah. Um, but I think McGregor Mayweather actually had one good line. He was like, the fans can't fight for you because like at least that was like something true and like it made him look somewhat better like yeah. in that one interaction but like oh McGregor, McGregor just absolutely destroyed him no matter what he had to say and then like Mayweather you got the Irish flag and like McGregor threatened him and like that was a real threat like yeah. he was like he was like you do anything bad with that flag and you're you're gonna yeah. get fucked up like yeah. and like Mayweather completely changed what he was gonna do like that's not what he was initially gonna do also, Mayweather came out again wearing Canada gear. And yeah, he like actually Coast, actually goes he actually goes this Toronto flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> he's just an idiot. Was, you know, same outfit, just yeah. different flag. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing was like, I obviously Conor McGregor absolutely annihilated him on stage, like without doubt, mm. no one else can like argue that. But the thing is, when they square up face to face, need like Mayweather doesn't take a step a step back. No. Like obviously being forty nine and oh is a. Uh, like that confidence that gives you, you know. What I mean, how like, I don't think it, it triggers in Mayweather's head that he can lose to a guy who hasn't actually had a professional boxing fight. And in fairness, how, how can you like argue against Mayweather to win because he's fighting not even a novice? Mm. You know, what I mean, and you're 49 now and probably the best ever. Yeah, uh, look, Floyd Mayweather, he's not going to flinch and he knows McGregor's not going to touch him. These two guys are so smart businessmen yeah. that they know that like, Oozing the cash, confidence. They just know that the cash is coming on 26th of August. The cash. And there's like, put it this way, if I was fighting someone and like I was going to get 100 million like, and like, if I hit them, like I lost that money. Like, there's nothing oh. in the world you could say to make me hit you for yeah. 100 million. Yeah. Like, it was like, you can say whatever you want. Um, but McGregor just has that he done it a few times throughout the press conference. It was like, if you if you do that or you do that, like it's on. And like Mayweather had stopped every single time. Do you know? Do you know? So Mayweather didn't interrupt him once. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I think it's not a smart idea. And I think Mayweather should have went first sometimes because at least if he was going to get a few digs in McGregor, he get the digs in first before yeah. before he got ruined. But McGregor's so good on the mic that if he ruins Mayweather first. Well, Mayweather's not gonna be able to ruin him back. Yeah. He just—it's like a double ruin. Yeah, it's like chance to ruin him back is gone. Yeah, yeah. but anytime he does go to ruin him, McGregor like is too quick with it and he just ruins him again. He's so sharp. I've never seen someone that sharp in the mic. Yeah, it was absolutely frightening in press conference. The crowd were going absolutely nuts. Like Mayweather got absolutely abused, and it—it it was actually priceless, wasn't it? Would you would you say ten eight to McGregor in that one? You could even say as far as ten seven. Like it was <laughs> an absolute drubbing. Yeah. It was like when I was watching it, I was—I could just. Like feel it trembling and like I could feel it in my body. The the excitement. I was there laughing in my room. My dad came in and like snapped. He was like, "Shut up!" And I was like, "This is the funniest thing I've ever seen." Though, like, oh, stop. this is be- that was better than any comedy film I've ever seen. That was just it was pure gold. It was like a it was like a rap battle except like they, they weren't rapping. You know, what we actually missed from the LA press conference the aftermath where uh, Conor McGregor had the back and forth with Floyd Senior. Oh yeah, man! Take that flip flop out of your mouth. That was uh, uh, like Conor McGregor is a comedy genius. He loves it. Um, he lives for that, doesn't he? You just that, yeah. when that when the the lights are sh- shining the brightest. Yeah, the thing he, is, he knows all the facts as well. He's he's so like factually correct. He, yeah, he's so fight smart. He's smart guy in the like game. When he's fighting everyone, like he knows the reach, he knows their height, he knows everything about them, and he's yeah. Like Floyd Senior was like, he got knocked out, and he was like, 
I lost by submission. And he was yeah. like, you got knocked out. And he was like, say you got knocked out. He's like, but it never happened. Someone said they should put Tony McGregor against uh, Floyd Senior. That'd be <laughs> hilarious. It actually would be hilarious, yeah. Um, yeah, so, look, LA, LA was fairly, fairly loose, it was, but it was a bit, it was a bit weird. Yeah, it wasn't, well, fl- it wasn't flowy, as yeah, you we say. understood the platform, Gregor yeah. understood the platform, yeah. and he, he even said it to him, he was like, they tried everything to make him feel as awkward and uncomfortable as they could in the first yeah. one, and like I said, he can't keep a good man down, and he came out spitting fire in Toronto, but this is where I think Floyd Mayweather changed the game again in New York, he didn't show up for two hours, Yeah, he like, I think he did that on purpose, I think he was trying to throw McGregor off, because... If if they start an eleven playing field, like McGregor's gonna destroy him again. So yeah, this so, so New York. This this was like I couldn't believe my eyes when <laughs> I, I clicked on UFC's Instagram story and saw the outfit Conor McGregor had on. But it was, that was it, it was rails. It was the loose outfit I'd ever seen. Joey, Joey was walking around uh, like Fifth Avenue shopping, like where, yeah, with yeah. no top on. Yeah. Like what is the going on with him? The man can do whatever he wants. I know. Well, yeah, but I know. Like, if, okay, if you're listening right now, like, how how can you get that confident that Conor McGregor, like, Conor McGregor is, like, like, a 15 out of 10 for confidence. Put it this way, can you imagine what, like, how much of an absolute idiot you'd feel if you walked up and down Graff Tree <laughs> one time by yourself with no top on? You'd feel like an absolute idiot, wouldn't you? Uh, I, I, I'm like, I, at, like, so, at, like, so much one o'clock on a Saturday. Like, he's here doing it. And, like... Everyone knows where he is as well. So like, the cameras are going to be like, they're going to be there. Like, there's no tomorrow. So anyway, he's wearing this what thirty one thousand? No, no, it was forty six grand. Forty six grand polar bear jacket. Gucci mink. The fella, I I, I can't even know what to describe it. And his trousers were ridiculous as well. They yeah, were like yeah. purple. It's like flowery disco. Pants. <laughs> it's like night fever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gucci. Yeah, and it was weird because it was like it was like a runway. Yeah, and I don't know who the fellow was before, but he was like trying to hype the crowd, and oh, they had terrible. no interest in him. Terrible. He's like, "Who likes barbecues?" And they're like, "Who likes the Jackson Five? Yeah. Like everyone was just like, "Man, get off!" Yeah, it? yeah. He was like, "From having, from he's having like, who knows, who knows hip hop?" And <laughs> I, I just didn't get it. Stick that um, chap back on ice. Although Tom McGregor did one or two wrong things in uh, New York, like he, he tried to rap at one stage, and I, I didn't get that pulse. I, didn't, I, yeah. I, I wasn't feeling it. No, people were trying um, to claim that he was racist as well. That was just like yeah, super. like what do you say? You can't tarnish this. What chapter. do you say? Dance for me, boy. See, that's yeah. that's the other thing. Um, I, I remember I wrote something on Facebook before to an American person, and I, I, I was like abbreviating, and I wrote I I wrote I wrote I thought, and like I spelled T H O T, which obviously not how you how you spell it, and like. Apparently that's like calling someone a slapper or something. You see, that, that, it's, it's like it's that's like, sort of like that's sort of like what whatever it is like people like thinking you mean one thing when like it totally yeah. means something else. Yeah, but if we're saying we're having the crack, yeah, someone in America might think we're actually having crack cocaine. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. It's it sort means of like, we're having fun. Having yeah, yeah. Laugh. It's like different words can all have a like totally different meaning. Yeah, yeah. and look, Conor McGregor, he's, he's just not a racist. Dash, dear, like, like, like that is just a waste of time. Like, in fairness, the amount of different like nationalities and stuff that he trained with throughout yeah. his career it's like Freudian and like I've seen him like have interactions with like people like John Jones and stuff like that and like he's yeah, just not racist yeah, yeah like, we just get off that anyway yeah, yeah. alright yeah so basically he, he was dressed to impress anyway mm-hmm. like, that was an impressive outfit you know, uh, and then Floyd Mayweather was wearing like platforms that was that was a platform yeah, yeah, platform yeah. gate yeah yeah. Uh, yeah I remember when like we were, we were in a whatsapp group and like Floyd arrived and I was like jeez look at them shoes like they're really really mm-hmm. high so I sent it in and then later on McGregor was like 
take them high heels off. And it was just like, it was like, all right, don't you mean when you say something, you think it's yeah. right, and then when it actually gets confirmed, you're like, oh, I got it. Yeah. 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 I think the highlight of this one, though, well, they had that whole, like, the runway, which was weird. McGregor, like, it was like a model, a fashion model. Yeah, them he was loving that. He was like, make this a statue. To, yeah. Oh, but uh, the highlight, I think, was, was when, like, Floyd got his team to, like, step up on McGregor's team. It was a real weird thing because they were never going to do anything. Yeah. And also, McGregor's team's a full team full of fighters. Mayweather's team's just a team full of massive fellas. Juice heads, rich piano yeah. wannabes. Yeah, and that fella who wears a wife beater on Mayweather's team who looks like he's in Jersey Shore wrecks my head. I well, don't know what there's a built. few of them. There's more than one. Yeah, yeah, but you know the one who's always out in front and his big mouthpiece. He wrecks my head. I love Arthur just like hit him a left hook and just knocked him out. Arthur was giving it loads afterwards. He was doing an interview and he was like, those Jersey Shore heads, they don't even know how to fight. No, those, yeah, those, yeah. those Jersey Shore rejects. Yeah, yeah, Jersey Shore rejects. Yeah, like first you have Dylan Danis, Owen Roddy, and Artem Lobov, like, what, three mixed martial artists against, like, yeah. what, four or five massive fellas who don't know what they're doing. Yeah. This is probably the shortest one as well, because, like, I felt like... Because it was two hours late. Yeah, no, but, yeah, but also the fact that, like, the Toronto one, like, it was an absolute explosion. That yeah. to, to, to bring it up to, to that level the next day in New mm. York is almost impossible. It's sort of like if you're going out on, on a night out on a Saturday night. Like if you're gonna go out again on Sunday, it's you're never gonna be able to hit that high because you, you've hit the high the day before. You need to, you, like, yeah. You're not feeling the best well yeah. when you're going back out. Yeah, yeah. The, your body's gonna come down after you. Can't go back. It's yeah. too hard. Also, you're on day three as well. Which day is, three, yeah. and so, the flights involved as well. Yeah, I also felt with this one like it was it was weird the way Mayweather like threw all that money in the air, but it was only yeah. one dollar bills, and McGregor started laughing. At him. Yeah, like no matter what Floyd Mayweather did, if they were like. Hundred dollar bills, like McGregor still would have made some comment and ruined them. It was just no matter what Floyd Mayweather does, McGregor's always one up in the mental warfare. It, it was sort of like McGregor just left everything to the mic, whereas Floyd Mayweather is all these gimmicks, like yeah, with the bag, has the, the check, turning music on in the background to support what he says. Like remember he played a song? I yeah. know that was the next one playing, like tapped out, all that stuff. He's too like gimmicky. It's real like presidential almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's he, Floyd Mayweather has to bring all these tricks out of his bag, yeah. which uh, sorry, out of his school backpack, uh, to like try and get one over McGregor. And McGregor could just sit there with no top on, wearing disco pants, and like ruin him <laughs> time after time. Rocking the mink. Yeah, like, even the shoes are cool as well. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know where he gets the idea of how to dress himself because like never been years, but I'd be like, right, I get the disco pants on and the polar bear jacket. Yeah, like nothing matches or anything. Yeah, feel like. It is what it is. And the yeah. tat- it's almost like the tattoos match pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's like he's an, he's on a different level, literally. Yeah. It was actually that that okay, so we'll get what what would you say would you say that one was a draw really or that wasn't like it was sort of like I think McGregor had w- already won the battle the day before that it was almost like doesn't matter what you say, I have a, I can yeah. whip these out straight away. You know, I I think Toronto was just so one sided that like the rest of the tour almost came re- like Mayweather could never claw yeah. that back. Yeah. It, like he, he basically knocked him out in Toronto in terms yeah, of press conference. Yeah, that was yeah, like, yeah. No, yeah. Well said. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Well said. Um, yeah. So th- then we move over on to London, um, yeah. which th- was actually Conor McGregor's birthday. The yeah. last day was his birthday. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Um, happy birthday, Conor. Um, Man, he's running the muck at twenty nine. Yeah, the fella has the world to see. Yeah. Oh, me and Barry were actually having a discussion yesterday, and I was like, he has so many options after he's finished fighting. I actually can't even envision where he's going to go with it. Yeah. I know he has a clothing line coming out, but. That's like not enough for him. Yeah, he could even be like a stand-up comedian. Yeah, he, he, can, do he, he can do whatever he wants. But yeah, I feel like he's actually such a big superstar that he couldn't actually stand up on stage without like someone rushing on stage to get a picture of him. He's he's like that yeah. famous. Yeah, oh, he's like he's so he's definitely in the top 
10 people in the world that if you ask every single person in the world he's in the top 10 people they'd like to most get a photo with yeah he's like got that to that, to that level he's and his Instagram following is going through the roof as well yeah the thing, the thing is uh, as well like these days that where like with all social media and all you can always count how many people actually follow you and all that stuff mm. that like if you have uh, like over 30 to 40 million people following you like then that number is going to stay there mm. if you know what I mean whereas like back in the day there used to be like people like Bruce Willis yeah. would have been probably just as famous in the world but mm. now he's not because you know what I mean it sort of like declines in a way whereas yeah. McGregor will always be up there yeah it's her, I think he's gained some like 8 million followers since November yeah well there you go yeah so like that's more he has, he has three times the amount of followers as there are people in Ireland yeah like that's frightening when you think about that yeah He's, um, uh, he's pure gold. He, he, he knows exactly what he's doing. You know, yeah. like, yeah. Well, we'll discuss, we'll discuss uh, London anyway. Uh, well, first of all, I can't believe they didn't come to Dublin, but that was definitely, it, it was like, right, mm. McGregor, you'll get an extra 10 million if you don't go to Dublin and go to London oh, that, That's one thing we have to bring up. What about all, like, Mayweather's, like, false promises? Like, we'll do four rounds gloves. I'll fight you in the octagon. Every time all he your came money. in with... Every, yeah, yeah, all your yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. Any time he came in with a lie, he, it made him look bad. Yeah. That actually makes me bring him back to LA and be like, he actually lost LA. Because he said all those things and they weren't true. Yeah. So I think you're right. Uh, I forgot about that at the time. So, like, I'm still yet to think Mayweather won around then. Yeah. No, it's, it's, you see, the thing is, uh, because Showtime were running it and it was basically yeah. a pre predominant. Mayweather production. Yeah, it was a predominant. Like, they, they're, the amount of money they're after investing in Mayweather, it can't mm. be like Conor McGregor will win. It doesn't yeah. matter if he wins or loses, it doesn't matter. It wasn't like a fair 50 50. Mm. Because Shab was doing it. Uh, sorry, who was the other guy? Mario Ronello and Ronello. Colin Malinaggi. Yeah, there's two stone cold boxers, and then Shab, who they don't really respect, because I mean, like Shab is all, like in there. Well, Mario would because he's done MMA and boxing. But, yeah, like he's he's they're all Showtime hires. Yeah, yeah, but I mean the fact that like Shab like never won a title in the UFC. Uh, like he, they they see more as of a podcaster and like only a new sort of. Mm. Uh, he's presenter. just been so outspoken about McGregor winning that like yeah. he got the job. Yeah, but, but no one else has done it. Yeah, but like how long is Shab going on the mic? Five years, Max. Oh, not even two, yeah. three. Yeah, whereas these guys have like been there, done that. He, he's represented, uh, not Malinaji. Oh, it is Malinaji. Yeah. He he's like been in the game for so long, and mm. people who actually are boxers like have like a like a such a loyalty to it that they could never be like. Paul Malinaji actually like slayed McGregor when the fight first started, like yeah. first like was talked about, and now he's like he's slaying him less. I think it's really, I think they're trying to like sell the fight and make it sound as yeah. competitive as possible. Yeah, but don't you worry. Sometimes, like, say if you, you like if you did so, something and you actually don't remember doing it, you, you keep denying it, denying it, denying it. You're you're not gonna be like if you had like a ten hour argument denying it. You're not gonna be like, oh, actually, I did do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It's sort of like well, take a rare person to admit it. Yeah, they're saying black. Yeah, exactly. They're saying black, and he's saying white, and then it's just like literally. Yeah, not you can't change your mind, or else whatever everything else you said the past few days was just like wrong. In fairness, if you're from the boxing world, like you're never gonna I'd, like. Tyson Fury is the only one I've seen who said McGregor's gonna win yeah, in the boxing world. Like it makes sense. Like you're not gonna be like this fellow who's never done our sports gonna come over and beat the best exactly, who's yeah, ever done our yeah. sport, or else it ruins. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. all right, so overall London. Uh, I like how he was in the boxing ring. Yeah, they. I think that was that was a good idea to finish it off, and it was in the middle. Yeah, as well, it wasn't like backed up to the stage. Yeah. It was, more, more, in my personal opinion, the best layout yeah. for the press conference. Uh, although, like, I actually think it was actually the most gimmicky of the It one. was, yeah. Um, I, I actually thought Mayweather did a better back and forth in this one. I thought, like, the way he, like, positioned himself as he went around the ring, like, sat on the table in front of McGregor. 
Um, yeah. although so I, was, I was surprised that table didn't fall down. You know what I mean? So yeah. Whoever made the tables made sure it didn't fall. Like yeah. we've made tables at the news talk events, and like we had to make sure they were like clipped together. Yeah. But like it's so easy not to clip them that like perfectly. You know what I mean? No. Imagine you sat in that and the thing collapsed. It would have been hilarious. It would have oh, been, like, been all over the internet forever. You see, the, the one thing that made this one the most gimmicky was when McGregor slapped him in the head. Uh, like or like rubbed his bald head yeah. and like Mayweather did nothing about that because I guarantee you now Mayweather probably has a, a roughly about 50 people in his gaff nearly every day well not nearly every day but yeah. you know what I mean don't worry he has the crew and yeah. if one of them lads touched him on the head they'd be yeah, they'd be chopped they'd they'd be, be, they, they wouldn't be back in the gaff ever again yeah yeah, yeah. it was like the old ones wanted disrespect yeah. he got away with it yeah because Mayweather sees himself as a king yeah no he does and it was weird he didn't wear a hat this time I don't know why yeah, but he's more, yeah, but he was more, he was more it, smart casual. Yeah. And he was wearing shades as well. Yeah, I, I don't know. He was, it was a different feel to this one. And this one, like, was a bit late as well. It was like, I think it was about 40 minutes late. Yeah, it was, well, it was a late Friday evening. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was late kicking off. Again, it was supposed to kick off at 7. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think it kicked off until yeah. about 28. These lads sort of run, do, do their own thing, do their own yeah. time. Really. Yeah, but like, we're all waiting to see them. Anyway, I know, so. yeah, I know, yeah. Oh, what about that fellow who snuck in? What a legend. Yeah, if you haven't seen this video, uh, there's there's a guy from England who printed off tickets that were posted by one of May, Mayweather's... drivers. Yeah, yeah, one of his henchmen. And so he printed it off Hench. the picture. <laughs> printed off the picture, snuck in in the back and then eventually walked out with uh, McGregor as he was entering the arena. Fair play to him. That was some, some of the balls. But, uh, yeah. It's very reminiscent of those guys who like snuck into Old Trafford and snuck into the Emirates and all that. It's, it's like... There's such good videos to watch because you're like, how did they yeah. actually do it? Yeah. I remember I watched a video before. There was a fellow going to the James Bond uh, Casino Royale, I think it was. Oh, he dressed oh. up in tux. Yeah, and he printed off tickets to the same thing yeah. got in, yeah. Could have been the same fella. Yeah. Um, so, right. We have to try that for the actual yeah. fight. Yeah. <laughs> Over to Vegas. Print off flake, or fake plane tickets. There. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be Artem. Who do you want to be? You can be Roddy. Yeah, yeah. Ross the Roddy. Um, Cadwell. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the London press conference, it, it, I think it was almost the least memorable in terms of back and forth. Yeah. I think they're both really tired yeah. at this stage. The flame was almost um, out. Oh, Mayweather did that whole, I love you Dana White thing again. I don't really get that pose. Um, he repeated himself a lot, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. I'm not really surprised. Four, four days, he didn't have much content, really, you know? Yeah. I, you know, he probably doesn't actually know very much about Conor McGregor. Yeah. And, like, Conor McGregor's probably been studying Floyd Mayweather for a while now. So, yeah, for a few years, I'd say, yeah. Yeah, so, like, you probably didn't know too much about Conor McGregor. So, he sort of just said he tapped out again and then said, like, oh, me and Dana White were rich and you're not so rich. But Conor McGregor is, like, it's not like he's poor. So, like, yeah. I, it's, I, funny, I, I, it's funny, like, Conor McGregor is, like, the Mayweather of the UFC, having, like, all the money. And yeah. then, like, when he actually meets Mayweather, Mayweather's calling him poor. You know what I mean? It's sort of like. The role is totally reversed against McGregor. Yeah, but McGregor has like the flashier gear. He's like the flashier clothes, and also he has like brand new Bentleys or Rolls Royce yeah, or whatever Royce he is. And Mayweather's like 2012 Rolls Royce. Yeah, yeah, well, I still wouldn't mind it, but uh, what can you do? You sure Mayweather has a fleet of cars and all? Yeah, well, like who knows how much he actually owns or what his? You'll never know what Mayweather's financial situation yeah. is, and you'll never know how many people he's paying and like. I'm feeling like people might be fleecing him and doesn't even know it. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't seem like the sharpest hill. Yeah. That, that's what happened with Mike Tyson, wasn't it? Yeah. People were like taking all his money and yeah. didn't know. Also, Mayweather, like, I know he like uh, sponsors all these fighters under the, the, the Money Team yeah. brand, but uh, none of them fighters are bringing in any money from No. Like, no, proper I, money. Yeah, like, he doesn't, I don't think he has anyone who's like. Well, I, put it this way I don't know anyone who he has who I'm like, yeah. they're brilliant. So, 
Maybe he has I don't know if he has Adrian Broner. He might have him. I He's can, like the only one I know. I can see I can see I don't know if he I, has can, him. I can see Mayweather and McGregor getting into some sort of business after this. Like no, I wouldn't be surprised. Something, something. You know what I mean? But I like but like it will okay, well before we get into that. So overall, anything else to say about London? Not really. It was probably the least memorable. It was like Conor birthday. Um, like oh no, you could tell the two of them were tired. Yeah, May- uh, McGregor sort of wrapped it up well. He was sort yeah. of like, "Thank you, everyone, for all the support and everything." Because that, that's how he does actually win the people over at the end. The way he's so like thankful yeah. for everything he's ha- he has and will eventually get. Mm. And uh, overall, like uh, yeah, London sort of like sort of burnt out, but like it, it, the flame was fully on. Yeah. From was, Toronto. Put it this way, it was a landslide victory for the champ champ. Yeah, the champ champ won. won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does what he wants and like no one can stop him and he's there slating all the showtime heads. Like no no one else in the world will get away with slating the people who are running the show. Yeah. Well overall we'll we'll carry on this now in a second, but overall the tour itself, what did you think? Mm, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it, but I'm like could have probably been a bit better. Yeah. Maybe so. More so because I feel like on Floyd's end, the back and forth would be a bit better. I wouldn't yeah. mind seeing if he tried to interject a bit more. But look, Conor McGregor spitting fire, hands down, landslide won won the verb battle. But the thing with McGregor winning the verb battle is just put lining up, or he's lining Floyd's pockets with more cash yeah. each time he does it. So yeah, he's lining his own pocket more yeah. as well, though. Oh, big time! Because yeah. McGregor will actually make over a hundred million for himself if they can beat the Pacquiao numbers. So the more heat they have between the two of them, the better. I'm surprised there wasn't like a little push or something in London, but yeah. it was what it was. And they still have to do weigh-ins and face-off yeah. again. So the, stu- the stuff also like McGregor was actually promoting himself so well, putting all the pictures up online. Uh, he was actually the, the pictures of him with the mink coat with the fuck you suit. He was the one getting all the headlines. Yeah. Um, Someone even got a stupid tattoo of the fuck you on the yeah, arm. And yeah. What an idiot. Yeah. Whoever like, you are, you're not my friend. Like, how come? No, yeah, how come Mayweather's team, whoever was in charge or something, didn't look and was like, "Here, why don't you have a YouTube channel, Mayweather, when we follow you around?" And he barely people, put it. Yeah, but the people who follow him around seem to be not smart. And Conor McGregor seems to like find jobs for his mates, like but actual jobs, as in like you can be the cameraman or you can be my personal assistant or you can be the photographer, or, like. Even Andrew McGann is like the interview. You know what I mean? You like find jobs for people around him. But plus Mayweather, just, yeah, but even, like people just be like, right, just walk beside me and look massive. Yeah, but even Dana White was doing his own, getting his own brand up as well, like doing all the behind the scenes. I, I feel like Mayweather missed out on that that boat, and uh, he whoever he needs him, he actually needs to meet a proper agent. It's, it's probably it's probably due to the fact that UFC have a social person, and there's no like social person for boxing. But so. like Showtime had their own YouTube channel; they were the ones showing it. So I mean. There's no real excuses there, and this is probably his last fight as well. So I mean, if you're going to make the extra bit, mm. like we're always going to be able to look back in these videos of what McGregor was doing in the background, but you're yeah. not going to see anything from what Mayweather's doing. Yeah, it's true. Maybe May- May- Mayweather doesn't want people seeing what he's doing behind the scenes. He could be real. You see, he, like but that. I know. Obviously, he does all the, he has all the following, all this stuff, blah blah blah, and he might see that as normal. But he comes from like a generation. He was saying he was fine in the '90s where you wouldn't even have a smartphone. So yeah, maybe he's like he sees that too much. I was looking at his Instagram the other day and he put up like the same video 12 times in a row, 12 posts in a row and I was like, oh here look, I'm not following him. Yeah, yeah. So like, he probably doesn't know what he's doing from his own side. Yeah, yeah. I think I think because like he's like what, like f- about four or five kids that like he probably sees that as a k- the kids world, not the modern day thing. Yeah. But, I say that will work against him in the future. But, overall, what a tour. Uh, it was a spectacle. That's yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was a live spectacle, and uh, it was absolutely brilliant. But uh, 
if you're thinking about the fight now, Mayweather was actually saying that he weighs 155 pounds right now, so therefore he doesn't need to cut at all. And McGregor was probably walking around what around one seventy, around one seventy. Yeah. Um, looking into the fight, I know it's what the twenty sixth of August, and today is actually the seventeenth of the seventh. So it's just over a month. And about forty days. Like. Yeah. What if you're gonna like think about what could actually be the eventual outcome of the fight? What would be your opinion right now? Like is I mean, McGregor? But let me just say one thing, right? McGregor, I don't actually is actually in his head because when they squared up, Mayweather didn't take a step back, so you still look strong. Um, obviously very hard to touch Mayweather as well, but Conor McGregor has that like touch of death in his left hand, and it's gonna be twelve rounds. What do you think? What What do you think right now after all that? Like, like, do you think Mayweather is? Uh, an even bigger favourite, do you think McGregor, like what What way are you feeling now, after the tour? Uh, sorry, before we get into that, what, what were you thinking before the tour, and now has your uh, mind changed? <laughs> Let the people, tell the people man. <laughs> to, be, to be honest, I still think Mayweather's a very heavy favourite going into it. Um, my, my opinion hasn't changed too much on favouritism, but I do feel Conor McGregor's only chance at this stage, might only be the first round, I feel... He's going to have to get in there, maybe the second round. That, that's when he's going to be the freshest. That's when he's going to have his most power to land that big, heavy shot. And I think that is his only chance to land that big, heavy shot. Um, after that goes on, I think Mayweather will be fitter, it'll be faster. And he, as the rounds go on, Mayweather will maintain the pace. Because McGregor's going to be that power puncher, he will slow down. So I think Mayweather is rightfully so still a heavy favourite. But obviously, it's can't miss fight. What's your take on it? Uh, you see, McGregor was saying that it's going to be done within the first four rounds. So, it's made me think that like he's going to want to get it done sooner rather than later. So, he might use over 50% of his gas tank within the first four rounds. Well, that leaves him with eight rounds with less than 50%. Uh, but, like, in Mayweather's head now, if McGregor's actually really pissed him off and feels like he made a show of him, he might bring it out to 12 rounds and almost make... Sean McGregor in the ring. Might yeah, you might actually try try and make McGregor almost into like a data five thousand sort of like no energy left. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like rubbing in his head, that has definitely not mm. made him happy. But if you think about it as well, if this is all going according to plan and all the numbers are, are like stacking up, Mayweather might be like, right, if I get it done early, but make it seem slightly contested, we could get a round two and then sail off in the sunset. Because this, this cash might pay off the debt he owes now. And if they fight again, it'll be bigger again. So he might... You know what I mean? He's a smart man. He's a smart man. The thing is, he only owes 22 million. I know, like, only 22 million. But, like, he's going to get 200 million, I think, for this fight. So yeah. 22 million out of that is only, what, about 10%. Yeah, but, like, think about how fit he is. He's, he's 40 now. Yeah. He's probably, doesn't he's gonna, smoke, doesn't drink. Does, has, that hasn't smoked, hasn't drank. He's probably going to... He's at least going to live till he's 80. So, I mean... Is that is the rest of that money really going to pay him off? Because uh, the forges he has in the books now aren't going to be giving him what, like serious wedge. In fairness, if he wants if he wants to have another fight, you can have another fight. You can fight Pacquiao again if you really wanted to. You probably fight McGregor yeah. again if you want to. So I wouldn't worry about his inf on a financial base. But personally, in terms of the actual contest, I still think it's going to be very hard for McGregor to win. And someone actually yeah. asked this question on Instagram saying like, if Canelo Alvarez couldn't touch. Floyd Mayweather, what makes anyone think McGregor can't? But Mayweather, 
again, he's extremely intelligent when it comes to boxing. Yeah. He took on Canelo Alvarez at the birth of Canelo Alvarez's uh, career. Canelo Alvarez was only like 22 at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's, he's, he's a different animal yeah, he's, now. Yeah, he's different uh, now, yeah. yeah. Mayweather probably saw the rise of Canelo Alvarez, took him on at the youth's career, beat him. So we can say he's beat Canelo Alvarez. Look, McGregor's different, different kettle of fish altogether. He does bring this awkward stance in. He is going to be showing something that McGregor's or that Mayweather's never seen. And I'm not saying that like that makes Mayweather better or more difficult uh, for Mayweather, but it is different. And awkwardness might play in McGregor's yeah. favor, and he does have that big power. Yeah. Like Mayweather has mastered the to fight the art mm-hmm. of boxing. Yeah, you know what I mean. So. Yeah, I still think it's semi insulting thing someone who's never had a professional boxing fight can go in and beat one of the best of all time. No, he has a chance. He well, has at a the end chance, of the day, of course he has a chance. Yeah, that's like, yeah, yeah, but that, yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, that is yeah, like, yeah, that's like, the truth. Like you can't have that much power in one hand and not have a chance. Yeah. This this wouldn't be selling as much as it is if he didn't actually have a chance. At the end of the day, it's a fight between two people. One of them forty, one of them's eleven years younger. One of them has next to no knockout power and well that we've seen of any time recent yeah. and the, the other one is one of the most vicious knockout the UFC's ever seen so yeah. like at the end of the day yes one's far more skilled boxer but it only takes one from Conor McGregor to make it happen are they are they able to use IVs after they weigh in? I don't know I don't know what the See, boxing that, weigh in yeah, system is do you know what they probably do you know that mm. and that would, that would obviously help McGregor as well yeah McGregor's going to go in with every advantage that he could possibly have Um. Also, there's actually going to be a movie brought out of Conor McGregor. It's actually made and it's going to be out. I don't know exactly the date, but uh, he actually put it up on his Instagram and he was actually talking about it as well. And that'll be a spectacle. Uh, yeah. But the funny thing is, if he actually beats Mayweather, they should have put it off. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was weird because I remember seeing the Steve Jobs film and like he didn't create the iPhone or the iPod in the film, and I was yeah. like, I was like raging. I was like, that, that's terrible. And like the fact Steve Jobs actually had died, I was like, should not finish with him dying. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would not or like sense. even yeah. create, yeah, even creating the product. Well, like anyway, that's uh, it would be interesting to see what it's made. It's probably not even filmed yet, or they probably have a lot of footage anyway. Yeah, I think yeah. they, I think they um, next to almost have a donut. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised McGregor was like, "Hold on, I'm after beating him." Yeah, we'll, we'll keep going. It was the same thing, like the same thing with the Ronaldo film, and then Ronaldo went, went and won the Euros and the Champions sure. League again. Jose Aldo had a film and the league. Jose Aldo had a film, and like it didn't finish with him getting knocked out by no. Conor McGregor. No, I thought that film was shy as well. Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, um, also it was in Portuguese as well, wasn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. So overall, what a world tour! Like the amount of t- like dedication we made sure it mm. hard work, dedication mm. we actually put into it, like making sure that we watched everything. Yeah, uh, Seifs was like, "Why are you watching it again, yeah. Matt?" And it's like, "Here, look, we're watching this again. Yeah. That is it." You can't get enough that Conor McGregor. Yeah, you. anytime he's talking, I'm watching. Yeah. So also this weekend was UFC Scotland. Um, I was like very unhyped by it, and yeah. you know what? All the hometown people lost, and all. The SPG fighters lost. Yeah. Well, the Irish fighters yeah. lost. Neil, Neil, Neil Siri lost. Oh well, we started. We started with Charlie Ward, who uh, literally got fa- face planted straight in, straight onto the canvas and was knocked out. Uh, so Charlie Ward lost again. That's that's zero and two now for Charlie Ward. Uh, also, Neil Siri fought in his last fight. He lost by decision. Yeah. And no, then, he got smitten in the end. Oh, he got smitten. Yeah, rear naked choke. Yeah, in yeah. third round by Pantoja. So yeah. Neil Siri retired. Fair play, Neil Siri. Yeah. Met him a few times. Really nice fella. Yeah. Uh, then Gunnar Nelson Gunnar Nelson he got knocked out he actually got eye poked and I actually saw the eye poke and it was actually quite a bad eye poke but it was hard to tell during the fight yeah. and in fairness the knockout was vicious um, who else Paul Felder beat Stevie Ray Stevie Ray Scottish and Cleo Roundry beat um, Paul Craig yeah. so, oh and then uh, Cynthia Calveo beat 
Joanne Calderworth. I know we're just sort of running off the results and like sometimes I hear opinions on the fights, but at the end of the day, very few of the fights, in my opinion, were actually over that relevant. Yeah. Uh, Santiago Pozmino, he'll probably move up the welterweight rankings high enough, probably get top 10 opponent next. And then Cynthia Calvey will move up to 115 pound rankings. She's actually skyrocketed her career. But at the end of the day, I wasn't overly that impressed with the card. I, I, I wasn't that excited oh. for it. I don't like. I'm not that excited for the next yeah. party. I don't. I don't think the UFC heads are actually quite happy with all them results as well. Because like, if the European people, especially the Irish people, are getting chalked off, yeah. like they've basically no one to push. Who do they have left? Yeah. <clears throat> if they come to Dublin, like Gunnar Nelson after losing, that's obviously not going to sell as many seats. Yeah, will sell seats, but I mean, they wouldn't. It's not. I'm, actually, I'm, I'm not really too sure to be honest. Yeah. Like, is it? Is, that, is Conor McGregor? Do you, like if if Charlie Ward could be caught off that performance, yeah, I know. And is Conor McGregor the only Irish person left in the yeah. UFC now? Yeah, but he won't be fighting. Oh, but Joe Duffy, Joe Duffy, my headline. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's signed a new contract with the UFC. Yeah, so seven voice. It's a stupid idea. Yeah, but, yeah, but if you think about this, right? Yeah, because McGregor sort of ruined him, didn't he? Saying like he's not really Irish, all this stuff. Yeah. But the thing is, right? James Gallagher comes with Bama Bellator in November. Yeah. And say if the UFC come back in February to Dublin. Yeah. What would be the most electric atmosphere? You're gonna have to go Bama Bellator, aren't you? I, th- I, th- I think so because all the SPG fighters are probably on the bottom of Bellator and yeah. Conor McGregor won't be on the dumb guard so yeah. it will be what it is but yeah, we own the boat anyway so who yeah knows? oh no yeah who definitely knows? Who yeah. Knows? UFC might not come back to them for another year yeah well if people don't start we see Bama and Bellator are doing a smart thing like yeah, yeah, cause uh, feeding b- b- the Irish yeah the... Bellator are going to get Bama's yeah, talent yeah, yeah. and they, they're going to want to go there because mm. it's going to be like oh here you can get like 20 and 20 yeah. or else like what 8 and 8 at the UFC and it's just like uh, I don't even know whether uh, I, I, I doubt Bellator even pay as much but like you'll get to the bigger stage quicker yeah but you get the sponsors yeah. as well yeah true yeah I don't know how much uh, yeah but I don't know what the rate is on uh, the they're, they're, they're dying to pay like, those Irish lads you know yeah. they are just being associated with the SPG brand yeah. is just uh, is very important mm. I mean, who knows if McGregor never comes back to UFC which is like possibly after 100 million yeah um, like SPG might be almost affiliated with Bahama then or with Bellator or Bama. Yeah, well, it makes we sense. Because, like, only Gunnar Nelson left. Well, it makes sense. Mm. Could you see Gunnar Nelson going to the, the Bama? I mean, sorry, Bellator. Not particularly at the moment, but at, at the end of the day, he's... He's in no man's land now yeah, at the moment. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's... The results aren't going his way at the moment. No. It, do you think it's because he hasn't got that, like, killer bite instinct in him, really? I, I don't think it's that. I think he's a bit undersized well as well. I think he's pro- probably dropped down to lightweight. And, like, he's almost, like, trying to damn my people at lightweight. No, I agree. It's just uh, don't like seeing him lose. I feel like, uh, like I like him a lot. He's he's so like humble and everything. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, we're gonna just bring up UFC New York. The headline is actually Kelvin Gastelum against Chris Wyman. Before we actually discuss any other fights, Ross, give us your opinion on this. Um, look, Chris Wyman is really at the bottom of the barrel at the moment of his career. He's at his worst point ever. He went undefeated and got the belt. Beat Andrew Silva twice. Beat Leo Machida, beat Vitor Belfort. He looked unstoppable at one stage, and then he was. He, he just ran into Luke Rockhold, um, then Yol Romero's Nasi and Yol Romero. Like they're three absolute elite middleweights. And <laughs> he's just on a terrible run down, and I feel like Kelvin Gastelum's one of the worst matchups he gets at the moment because Kelvin Gastelum is looking super hot at middleweight. He's yeah. always pushing the pace in the fight. He's got knockout power and submissions, and to be honest, I just feel. Kelvin Gastelum's on the rise and Wyman's on the downfall yeah. and he's also m- massive pressure again fighting New York again again yeah he, he's, he's not getting any like time to relax 
Uh, what do you like there? Yeah. But but also, Kelvin Gastelum is also training with Lyoto Machida. He's obviously fought against Chris Weidman before, so that's going to be very good insight into him. Um, also, it, it, but if you think about it, Chris Weidman's actually training with uh, Gianni Valenti. Gian Valente, yeah. Yeah, Valente. So uh, that's that's good training camp prep yeah. together. But uh, what way do you see Valente's fight going? Him, Patrick Cummins. Look, we watched that road to the Octagon and... That, look, UFC do the best job to make us feel like these two guys contend for the title. Look, these two guys are a million miles off the title. They don't have the skills to put it out there. Barely cracking top 15. Yeah, yeah they actually are. Um, it's just the way it is. Like, Look, I'm not stupid enough. You can't, you can't uh, you know, tell me a can of Carpacchi and tell me it's a Corona. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, that, that's that's see, basically what you're trying to do pe- to me. Yeah, the people fighting on the fight nights are never... The people, the fights that mm. people want to go, the fighters yeah. that they want to go see, they're they let on. They're they're selling a McGregor fight, but it's actually yeah. You're putting you're putting Big Mac on a silver plate and ask me to pay you know sixty dollars for it. Yeah, 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 you yeah, know, yeah. That's that's what they're doing here. <laughs> um, look, there there actually is one really good fight that like got no hype. And Jimmy Rivera, I think, is probably ranked number three or four at bantamweight at the moment, and he's fighting Thomas Almeida. And like that's a good fight at bantamweight. Almeida's good, and isn't like he? that's not even getting any shown whatsoever. Yeah. Probably because Thomas Almeida trains in Brazil and they weren't arsed to bring the cameras to Brazil. But that's like a very important yeah. fight in bantamweight, especially for Jimmy Riviera, who beat Uriah Faber there recently as well. So I'll be very interested in that. And then Dennis Bermuda's fighting Darren the Damage Elkins. And he's, I been, think, he's I think, damaged. Yeah, I think me and Barry both agree that Darren Elkins like, probably shouldn't be fighting anymore. He can't talk properly. Yeah. And like, yeah. I almost feel bad for him because he's fighting for Mutas. I feel more bad for his wife. His yeah. wife is just like, geez, this fellow could be in a wheelchair soon. He needs to like, he needs to just learn more jujitsu. Because uh, I look at Dennis Bermudez and he looks so fresh and young and hungry. He and does, yeah. yeah. I, really, I really think Dennis Bermudez is kind of like steamrolls right through him as well. Yeah. Um, Overall, are you looking forward to the card? Yeah, so are we agreeing that we're going Gaslam Bermudez? I, I, I you see, I feel bad for Chris Wyman. Like the way yeah, but you you can't say he's gonna win. Yeah, I, I know, I know. But like, uh, like the way the UFC are so like showing his family and all the, his son's birthday. They really, and, really want Chris Wyman yeah, to do well. Yeah, but like you're just like, I don't think he really has it in himself anymore. He's had his run. That's yeah. what, like as Shab always says, people have their run. Gaslam's on a tear now at the moment, and Wyman like can't find a win. So yeah, but like like you said, like Wyman was training with um, Gian Vellante, but like. Gaston training with Leo Machida and Fabrizio Verdum and Rafael dos Santos, like they're far better training partners. One hundred percent, yeah. So like, uh, look, I'm, I'm see how it goes. I'm one hundred percent on the Gaston bandwagon. Yeah. Uh, Jean Valente, Patrick Cummins. If I had to pick, I'd say probably Jean Valente, just because I think he hits a bit harder. And then that'll definitely uh, help him training with Wyman. Yeah, it definitely helps Valente more than it helps Wyman. Yeah, and then I'm also going to pick uh, Jimmy Riviere to beat Thomas Almeida, just because he looks so impressive being Roy Faber. I think. Yeah. Uh, that's just the way it is. Yeah, uh, as you can tell, we're absolutely buzzing for it. But on next week's podcast, we're going to be breaking down the UFC 214 Jones versus Cormier. Uh, that's going to be a big one. Also, Katie Taylor is back in headline. Uh, back. In, no, sorry. She's in making her American debut in New York, uh, which we're actually buzzing to see. Mm-hmm. And also, the Mayweather McGregor All Access starts on Friday the 28th. Which is next week, so that is going to be that's going to be class. I'm yeah. actually buzzing. I'm probably bring some transfer news in as well, just because yeah. there'll probably be a few more transfers yeah. from between now and yeah. then. Anyway, the only really one to talk about really is Kyle Walker going fifty three million. Yeah, yeah, and then AC Milan buying a new squad. And AC Milan buying a new squad, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, we'll we'll probably get more in depth in the next week because there'll be more talk about, and we can say who's doing it right and who's doing it wrong. Yeah, who's doing it right and who's doing it wrong. So any 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 final words, Barry, before we leave there? Um, I just want to say thank you again for tuning in. Yes, and also let us know what what your opinion of everything is so far because uh, we're trying to nutshell it and uh, we really appreciate your opinion. Also, the people coming over to us and like like saying like such kind words. I mean, like. If you if you were in our shoes, um, what you were saying, like you're doing such a great la- job, lads, uh, like imagine how good you'd feel. You yeah, know what I mean? and, and that's exactly how it feels. For and us. if you need any help with your stuff that you think we might be able to help you with, give yeah. a shout, and we'll see what we can do for you. And, and as, as always, always stay energized. energized.